Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercy in our lives. You're just an awesome God. Your mercy endures forever. And this morning, O oh Lord, even as we meditate upon your word, just one verse, O oh Lord, we'll just meditate upon one verse and we'll see the depth of who you are, O oh Lord, and what you require of us, how much you love us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. We worship you, Father. Commit this entire time into your hands, O Lord. Enable us to hear your voice and obey your voice, O Lord Jesus, completely, not partially, Lord Father. Thank you. Commit commit ourselves into your hands, O Lord Jesus. Father, Everything that you, that Lord Father that we do, O Lord, in our ministry, whatever we do, O Lord Jesus, Your Word says, whatever you do, whether in in word or in deed, do it all as unto God and not as unto man. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that our, that is that will be our desire this morning, O Lord, to do everything. Father, even in the listening of your word to glorify your name, O Lord Jesus. Even in the listening of your word to worship you, Father. Because, Lord, we are not listening to the words of man, because we are listening to the words of God. Because this word is not man's word, Lord. All scripture, your word says, is given by the inspiration, by the breath of God, the very breath of God. And it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness, so that a man of God may be thoroughly equipped and ready for every good work. Oh, Father, grant us grace, O Lord Jesus, this morning for that, that we will not take any of your words lightly, any of the meetings lightly, that, Lord, that we will truly, truly weigh everything in the light of eternity, O Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Grant us uh, attentive ears this morning, O Lord. Speak to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Uh, st- title today's teaching, uh, Bought by God to Follow God. Bought by God to follow God. <clears throat> we heard a powerful word on Sunday. Um, uh, Son, your sins are forgiven you. What an awesome presence of God we enjoyed. Uh, listen to the prayer over and over again. You'll enjoy it even more. Okay. It's like the word of God. It's like a lozenge. Okay. You just keep on uh, slowly. Don't just chew it on one shot. Let it slowly meditate upon it. Let it just uh, become a part of you. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 17 onwards. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourself throughout the time of your stay or your exile or your pilgrimage with fear, knowing that you were redeemed with what? Not with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. What an amazing uh, indictment. You may have an aim in life. But if that aim is not pointed towards eternity, it is an aimless life. Okay. So that's what we tell young people. Have a goal. Have a vision. Have a purpose, etc. But all your purposes and visions, if they are on this side of eternity, then it is absolutely aimless. Our fathers, they, they encouraged us. They said, come on, go to this place, go to that place. That should be your target. One day you should be here. I should see you here. You should finish this, etc. It's great. It's great to have all those things. But most important thing, if our aim and our focus is not God, whatever we do is aimless. Okay, that is the reason why it says repentance from acts that lead to death. It's remarkable, isn't it? Every act that you were doing, it was just taking you away, taking you away from God, even if it was a good act. Okay, you were on the way towards hell. Towards eternal destruction and eternal punishment, eternal separation from God. 
And in the process, it is ironical how we can have fun. Where are you heading? Hell. What are you having? Fun. It's amazing. How can you have laughter and entertainment? That is what entertainment does. It lulls your conscience. I remember uh, once um, uh, there was uh, uh, a drama which was going on, okay, in, in, a, in a theater in New York, okay. The- New York is full of theaters, full of theaters. And uh, when this drama was going on in the theater, one of the one of the actors, he has a transistor. Those days, you know, transistors were used, right? It, because there was no movie theaters, there was only drama theaters. So in New York, it was famous for drama theaters, and everybody was there uh, watching this drama. And those days, they had days to have transistors, and um, um, and this drama was going on. And uh, so one of the actors has a transistor in in during the. Uh, process of his of his dialogue uh he's listening to something okay and uh, it just to give them a semblance of reality so everybody is having fun okay everybody is having fun and they're watching this drama and suddenly what happens is that this this character he comes onto the stage he switches on his uh, transistor and he starts listening to the transistor and the news comes jfk is dead now suddenly it is no longer a drama anymore. It is reality. Okay, it is reality. Suddenly reality comes into drama. What are they having? They are having fantastic fun. The moment they hear the news that somebody died, everything stops. All Everything changes, right? I remember uh, George W. Bush, he went to uh, some place uh, in uh, some place. He was, he was playing with children. I think it was, uh, he was talking to the children and he was having fun and suddenly the news came. 9 by 11, the Twin Towers got attacked. And you should see his face. Suddenly his expression changes. Because reality strikes. So we were all people who have aimless conduct. And God says you have been redeemed from that aimless conduct. And to have a name which will please God. A vision that God has given. And Paul says, God gave me a vision and I was never disobedient to that heavenly vision. We have been redeemed, therefore, we have been redeemed to follow God. We have been redeemed by God to follow God. What is following God? Thank you so much, sister. Thank you so much. Redeemed by God to follow God. You see? Understand this. By what? By But with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot or blemish. Okay. So what have we been redeemed for? We have been redeemed. I was made to worship. I was made to bless you and holy name. What is, we have been recreated in the image of God to bless him. That he will be the object of our worship. Okay. Let my people go. That they may worship him. Okay. And one man of God said, let my people grow that they may truly serve him. <laughs> because let people go and they do their own things. Okay, let my people go that they may worship him, worship him, they serve me, that they will have a feast unto God. Everybody likes the feast part, but to serve him, hmm, very few people serve him, right? So, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without spot or blemish. Okay, so that is what we have been redeemed from. Second, what's first Peter chapter 2? I'm just putting things into perspective. So how do we achieve, achieve this is something which we'll look at uh, in in some detail today. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9, we know these verses very well. Chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, his own special people to proclaim the praises of him who brought us out of 
darkness into excellent light. Okay. Some other translations you will use the word to proclaim the excellencies of him. Okay. Your excellency is what we say, right? We say the earth to an earthly king, we call him your excellency. But when you see God, you have no choice but to call him excellency. That is it. Here you'll be forced because you don't say, <laughs> he may just cut off your head. But there, when you see him, you have no choice because every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is excellent. You see that? Understand that? Mm. Who, who once were not a people, okay, but are now the people of God. Mm. Who, one, uh, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you therefore, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against your soul. Don't just get distracted. You have been redeemed to follow him. You have been bought by God to follow God and not do your own thing. First Corinthians chapter 6. Again, a few verses to put things into perspective this morning. First Corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Bah. And yet he gives us free will, isn't it? That is our God. That is the reason why Paul says you have been delivered to that form of doctrine and you obeyed that doctrine from where? From your heart. And you were set free from sin and you became what? Slaves of righteousness. Otherwise you are a slave of sin. You know, you should, yesterday pastor was talking about being a slave to sin. I was imagining this. What is a slave to sin? That means sin is your master. Sin is the master of Vijay, in other words. So, Sin says, let us say anger is your problem. Anger says, Vijay, get angry today. What do you have? To obey it because you are, because you are a slave. You have no other choice but to obey. Vijay, lust today. Come on. If you have uh, enough of all this listening to God and separated life, I am your master today. Come on. Watch some movies. What do you do? Yes, sir. Yes, sin. Yes, sir. That is slave. Covet somebody else's, uh, uh, what is it? Whatever, somebody else has, somebody else has. Covet it, covet, come on. I'm your, somebody, yes sir, I will covet. That's exactly what it means. To be a slave to sin means yes, sir, yes sin, you are my slave, you are my master, I will obey you. You have to have these pictures in your mind. That means, I, because I experienced it in my, in my own life, in those days when I was a slave to sin, once suddenly something happens, I have to go for a movie. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter because who's my, who's my master? My lust, my covetousness, my desire is my master. I'm a slave of my lusts, my slave to my passions, and therefore my passions control me. That's exactly what he tells Cain. Cain, why are you wroth? If you do well, will you not be accepted? If you do not do well, sin lieth at the door, or crouches at the door, and thou shalt master it. Otherwise, it's desirous for you. It's desirous for you. Don't let him become your master, and otherwise it's not going to be a pretty sight. Okay, because people, when people get a fix now, why do you, why do you watch YouTube over and over and again? Because it's like dopamine. Huh, it gives you high. And when you don't get that fix, you're like, where is my YouTube? Where is my YouTube? You're a slave. 
to sin. Therefore, abstain from fleshly lusts. You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, understand that you have been bought by God to serve God. You have been redeemed by God from your aimless conduct. And therefore, you have to follow him. That is what is the, the call of the new covenant. We'll see that. For you are bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Which are whose? God. Your body and your spirit belongs to whom? God. That is the reason why if you buy the spirit, huh? Put to death the deeds of the body. You will live for as many as are led in this way to put to death the deeds of the body by the flesh of by the spirit are called the word of God, the sons of God. Understand this. Okay. Next Titus chapter 2 verse 14. The grace of God that brings salvation has onwards. 11 to uh, 14 onwards. Okay. 11 to Titus chapter 2 verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and Worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of, appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. That is our aim. Right? Who gave himself for us, look at verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us for every lawless deal and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. Otherwise, it's a stern warning. What is the warning? First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy it. Destroy him. The word is Apollyon, no? That is the word. Destroyer. He will hand you over to the destroyer. In other words, the word destroy. For the temple of God is holy whose temple you are. Okay. So what is the, what is the whole purpose? That we've been redeemed and we have been redeemed to worship. And what is our one book in the entire Bible which, which talks about redemption? In detail, 40 chapters. Exodus, Nirgamakandam. Yes, Nirgamam. Exodus, exit. Exodus means what? Exit. That is what uh, Jesus was discussing with uh, Elijah and Moses on the Mount of Transfiguration. He was discussing about his exodus. And in him, we also exit. We also have our exodus in Christ. Okay, He was a Passover lamb that was slain. And all of them were baptized into Moses and we have been baptized into Christ. So once the children of Israel are brought out of Egypt. God leads them and finally brings them to Mount Sinai, right? And then he gives them the law. And before he gives them the law, he gives them all the statutes, statutory warnings. And he uh, he asks Moses to come first. And Moses, he says, Moses, this, 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 this. Go and ask those fellows if they really want to obey me or not. <laughs> okay. This, this, this. These are my requirements, Moses. Go and ask those guys if they really want to obey me or not. And uh, uh, Moses goes down and he calls a few young fellows and he says, go and slaughter a a few animals. Get the blood to me. This is what the Lord is saying. Do you want to obey or not? Everybody says, okay. And what does Moses do? He sprinkles the blood upon them and he says, this is the blood of the covenant. You made a covenant with God that you obey him. Don't don't become uh, disloyal to the covenant of God. Okay, and then after after he gives them, he makes a covenant with them. He Moses goes to the top of the mountain 
in Exodus chapter 20, he gets the law. And when, the, when they start hearing the law, they say, Baba, Moses, you go hear from God. We will stay here and, and bring down uh, the law. So go, Moses goes upstairs and he brings the law. God tells him 20, 21, 22. He gives them all the law and all the statutory warnings, commandments, etc. How to deal with neighbor, how to deal with this. All kinds of laws he gives them till 23. Chapter 23, he gives them. And chapter 24, he says, come up and be there. I want to come and dwell among you. And he gives them the pattern of the tabernacle. So that is the process. See, you see how beautiful the entire book of Exodus is written. Okay, it's all redemption story in shadow format. And the shadow is in the old covenant and the substance is in Christ, right? And therefore, in between Exodus chapter 24, where he gives Moses the design of the tabernacle and the end of the law, which is found in Exodus chapter 23, he gives a very interesting set of verses from in Exodus chapter 23, from verses 20 onwards to 33, okay? That is going to be our crux of today's uh, today's teaching and just listen to this we'll, let's look at 14 verses and we'll meditate on only one okay that's it that's the way we can do we read 14 and meditate one that's all we have for today okay exodus chapter 23 behold i send an angel before you bah, who's that angel angel with a capital a, a, a okay that is jesus to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which i have prepared to keep you that is to guard you in the way to keep you in the way, to bring you into the place which I have prepared for you. Beware of him, obey his voice, do not provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But I thought that Jesus always forgives sins. We will understand, we will understand. (laughs) We will understand, we will understand what this means. Okay, let's move on. Because these are all scary verses. And Jesus is the same. Ah, Yesterday, today and forever. He has not changed. Huh? So we'll let us see what it, what he means. Let's move on. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 22 onwards. But if you indeed will obey his voice and do all that I speak, I will be an enemy to your enemies and adversary to your adversaries. How many of you want God to be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to an adver- to your adversaries? I want him. No questions about it. Okay. In other words, I want God to be on my side. The question is not whether God is on your side, whether you are on the side of God. If God be for us. It starts with a big if. Thank you. For my angel will go before you and bring you. Who? My angel. That's a very, very uh, presence of, that is Christ himself will go before you and bring you to the, uh, into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hevites and the Jebusites and will cut them off. Who's going to do this? Jesus himself. No one will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. Wow. That means you will be fruitful in your life. How many of us want to be fruitful? I want to be fruitful too. I will fulfill the number of your days. That means you will not die before your time. Kya promise I will send my fear before you. I will cause confusion among all the people to whom you come and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you. How many of you want your enemies to turn their backs to you? I want it, Baba. No question about it, no. And I will send hornets before you. Hornets means a kind of wasps, bees, which cause diseases, especially skin diseases. Okay. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hevite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite. You see the singular now. From the, it's not Hevites, the Hittites and the Canaanites. Oh, everything. The Canaanite spirit, the Hevite spirit, and Hittite from before you. Okay. We don't, we're not going to do, actually we can meditate on this for the rest of uh, 2021. Okay. But we'll not do that. Okay. And then, I will not drive them out from before you in one year. Hmm. 
Lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. God said, you are going to enlarge your territory. But little by little by little, slowly, methodically and gradually, but surely. Slowly, but surely. Gradually. Because otherwise what happens? One day you are empty and an unclean spirit has been driven out of out from your life. And what is it seeking for? It is seeking for rest. And what is there inside of you? Empty space. <laughs> and what will happen? It will go looking for dry places and it will find none. And it comes back and it finds you to be dry now. Swept clean nicely. All things is very, very nice and clean now. And he brings... He's not an extrovert. I mean, sorry, he's not an introvert like Pastor was talking about yesterday. And I just couldn't laugh. He wants company. Okay. Okay. He brings all the other spirits and he has a gala time inside of you. And albeit, you'll be continuing in your introvert attitude. Okay. I love that. I just couldn't stop laughing. Little by little, I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. Boy, this is what God has promised. Even before they went into the promised land. The problem is they all fell away because of unbelief and disobedience. Okay, And I will set your bounds from the Red Sea to the Sea Philistia and from the desert to the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand and you shall drive them out before you. You shall make no covenant with them nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in your land lest they make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it will surely be a snare to you. And finally... I will establish your borders. Okay, sorry, verse uh, 20, uh, 20 uh, 33. Do not let them live in your land or they will cause you to sin against me because the, because the worship of their gods will certainly be a snare to you. And today we will look at how will all this be possible because of one verse. What is that one verse? Let us see. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way, to bring you to the place which I have prepared and God has prepared. For us this. And who's going ahead of us? The angel of the Lord has going ahead of us. And is surely going to bring us to this place if we believe. But as we say. All the promises in the Bible. Every promise in the Bible is yes and amen. In Christ. That's a condition. In fact. If I can go on to say. I mean make a categorical statement. Outside Christ there's no promise. You can read the Bible and be outside Christ. And you can name it and claim it how much ever you want. In fact, even if you get it, it will destroy you finally. For everything a man does without God, he is bound to fail miserably and succeed even more miserably. Okay. So, he will do it. He will go. But, three things you need to do. First, you have to be where of him. Second, you have to obey his voice. Third thing, you should not provoke him for he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. Okay. Judges chapter 2. Looked at that some some week back. The angel of the Lord came to from from Gilgal to Bochim and said, "You know what the 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 reading? Why is it called Bochim? 
The word for bocha means? Weeping. Yes. Weeping, weeping, weeping. Why did they weep? Because God said, I'm no longer going to be with you. I led you up from Egypt and brought you to the land of which I, of land which I swore to your fathers and I said, I will never break my covenant with you. But you broke it. We saw that. Therefore, I will, I will not drive them out before you and they shall be a snare and thorns on your side. So, there are warnings. God brings us out to bring us in. What did I say? God brings us out to bring us in. You'll see this principle laid in through scripture. Especially find it in Acts chapter 26 verses 17 to 18. This is what um, uh, Paul speaks to Agrippa. He says to Agrippa, this is what he says. I will deliver you. This is God telling uh, Saul. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes. Hmm? In order that they turn from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan to the power of God. That is three, three things that he will do. So that, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. Okay. The problem is so many people have not received it. Actually they have received from God nothing. In fact, if you have received from God forgiveness, if you have not received from God forgiveness, and you have received everything else, you have actually received nothing. And then, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified in me. That is the things. That is the two, two parts of the, of the, of the gospel. The first part of the gospel is God delivers us from the penalty of sin. And secondly, He slowly but surely delivers us from the power of sin. So that we may enjoy an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Therefore, beware of him. So three things. Beware of him. Then second thing, obey his voice. Third thing, don't provoke him. So if you do three, if you do these three things, surely what God has promised for us in 2021 will come to pass. Because it's the land of promise. And you know what it says in Deuteronomy? It says, it is not like the land of Egypt where you have to use your feet to water your plants. The eyes of the Lord are on that land from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. What a promise! And He will send you the former rain and the latter rain and He will watch over that land and He will preserve that land if you obey my voice. And God has promised us something fantastic, right? So if He's and he is watching over. That's the reason why he, he watches over my word to perform, to keep it. He wants to keep it. He has given us a word, the Rima word, and he is watching over it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And therefore, three things. Beware of him. Actually, the word is beware of his presence. Second is obey his voice. And third thing, don't provoke him, for he will not pardon your sins. Why? Because my name is upon him. We'll, we'll come to the third point later on. First, let us look at beware of him or beware of his presence. Let us see, understand what it, what it means. First thing, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any 
one of you an evil heart from unbelief from departing from the living God. Meaning what? Departing means fall away. Okay. Don't. In other words, you have to value that relationship with God. You have to value it. You have to pay a price for it. So how do you do it? But exhort one another. How long? Daily. While it is called today. And that is the reason why if you look at the commandment of Manna, Manna is the old covenant shadow of the new covenant. What does Manna stand for? Word of word of God. Now think about this, think about this, think about this. That means every day you have to gather some portion of Manna for yourself and don't eat it directly. Some people grind it, some people do all kinds of things with them and they eat it. Don't directly eat it. You have to work upon it, cook it, eat it and eat the whole thing. Don't leave any of it for the next day. What will happen? Otherwise it will... Why? Why? Because the Spirit of God would have... Uh, the pastor was talking about it on, on, on uh, the pastor's conference day. On, because the Spirit of God would have gone from away, away from it. It is not the living word. It is not the anointed word and therefore it will stink. Okay. So every day you have to gather a portion. Daily. That is the reason why they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and in prayer. Steadfastly, steadfastly, steadfastly. Boy, how much I have to emphasize this. You know why people fall away? Because they miss meetings. And why do they miss meetings? Because they think it is not important. I mean, there's no, I'm not saying that you should listen to Bellard. That is the reason we have modern technology where we record everything so that you listen to it later on. Even if your schedule doesn't permit it. Because you don't want to miss it. And I like people, did you record the message? Did you record it? Did you record? Please send me the recording. Why? Because they know that they have to gather every day. And yesterday's teaching is not sufficient. You need a living word today. And interesting, isn't it? Now, for six days you should do it. For six days what you should do? Gather trouble. Now, think about this. Why? 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 Six days of the man is over. Seventh day is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. So in order, and we are in the which day now? Sixth day. So if we want for us, ourselves to be prepared for the coming of the Lord, not one measure is enough. You need double measure. Double portion you need. That is the reason why morning and evening, for 65 days we continued. And we are continuing like this. Of course not be, not me anymore, pastor. Every day, morning and evening. Double. Why? Because he's coming. Because if you have that expectancy in, that he is coming, what will you do? You will gather double. That is a shadow. Shadow in the old covenant. What is a shadow? On the sixth day, you gather double because seventh day you will rest. Now we are also about to enter into his rest completely, finally. In, in that, it is not the rest he is talking about um, when you come to Jesus Christ. That is That is one rest. It says Hebrews, yes, that is Hebrews 4, that kind of rest. No, this is complete rest wherein you are in the presence of the Lord. It says those who have died in the Lord have rested from their labors and their works are following them. They have rested now in the Lord. Some people's work, go ahead of them. Some people's work, follow them. Good and bad. Either eternal rest or eternal shame. Eternal unrest. That is the reason why it's called weeping and gnashing. Uh, you'll have, you'll be given false teeth also because you have to gnash your teeth because that will keep on coming off. Now, if you have, uh, uh, what do you say, <laughs> teeth, are, teeth are gone, you'll be given teeth to gnash. 
otherwise what will you know i don't know <laughs> okay it's a eternal restlessness okay don't depart from the living god don't miss meetings don't take the word of god lightly ask god don't have i know it all this attitude i heard it so many times if the same word is being heard you will hear differently you know think about it you know, if you have a devotional like uh, my utmost for is highest the same devotional for so many years every day is different the same devotional if you read it today it will be different the, than the revelation that you get today when you heard before let's say in 22 2016 and the, uh, if you, the revelation that you get 2021 from the same reading is different you see daily 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 everybody said daily daily otherwise what will happen lest any one of you be hardened through the deceitfulness sin is deceitful slowly hardness keeps on percolating and you you miss one meeting second meeting third meeting fourth meeting after that you know while it is just a matter of time you will leave the church and it happened not for once one 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 person i have n number of examples it is mathematical induction i'm telling you the kingdom of god is not random it is deterministic it is not statistical it is absolutely if you go along this path you will die that's what pastor when he was talking i even what peter was worshiping was saying let us be intentional i like that word intentional intentional in our obedience intentional in our meetings when we come to god we are expecting to hear from god that day beware 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 of his presence depart because you know it will it will happen like this look at what it says in uh, galatians chapter 1 hmm, verse 6 paul is like so upset i marvel that you are turning away so soon from him see to fall into sin and to slip good go, go down downhill it doesn't take much just have to let go of the brakes and you keep on going down down what is it called bottomless pit <laughs> eternal hell it is a black hole <laughs> it's got infinite gravity <laughs> it will suck you up your sin and he says i marvel that you so soon now we don't marvel anymore because paul paul marvel now we don't marvel people you you should see no you meet people who are on fire for god let's say today and they left god they left the church or left i'm not talking about just church i mean i'm not talking about leaving church there are people who leave the church and they go and worship but they're still connected in the spirit to us now we are not talking about those kinds of people i'm talking about people who have left you meet them after a while you will see how quickly they have fallen quickly cause to fall your center of gravity just has to go this much that means that immediately will fall to keep it steady you have to do all kinds of algorithms you see in robotics to keep a robot table a stable we have what we call as an inverted pendulum model it is not a this pendulum inverted pendulum this pendulum natural position is this it'll come to rest this this position you give it a little push it'll go down so to keep on balancing it like this it's called a broomstick problem what is broomstick problem you have to keep on moving 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 to keep on balancing don't don't fall away don't fall don't fall and that follow that algorithm is so rapid 
it's called a swishing control <laughs> okay it keeps on shifting 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 so that it will keep that fellow stable so much of thought has to go into the algorithm to keep the fellow stable otherwise it will fall it's very easy to kick a robot That is the reason why when Boston Dynamics came with this fantastic model of a robot, you push it, you pull it, you... Nothing, it's stable. Big dog, no? Big dog. What kind of algorithms would have gone into their minds? It's not an easy task. It is calculating millions of data in, in one second to keep it stable. Well, if you understood robotics, then you understood what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, but I'm sure for those who don't know, this is what it says. I'm RL. <laughs> that you are so quickly falling away from the one who called you. Who called you into the grace of Christ Jesus to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who pervert you and want to, uh, to trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Isn't it easy? Isn't it so easy to receive a lie? That is the reason why so many people are deceived. Enemy also knows it. It is easy to tell a lie. Very difficult to receive truth. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than which we have preached to you, let him be a curse. Why? Because the gospel, the gospel which you hear will either keep you close to him or take you away from him. Understood? As we said before, now I say, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, like you know, rejoice in the Lord always, and just in case you forgot, and again I say rejoice. Okay, if anybody preaches another gospel, let him be accursed, just in case I forgot, and you forgot, let him be accursed again. It's a double superlative. Verily, verily. It's a done deal. Surely, surely. Moth, moth. Beware of him. Beware of him. Second Corinthians chapter 11. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin in Christ. But I fear lest somehow a serpent deceived Eve, deceived Eve by his craftiness so your minds may not be corrupted. I, I like what pastor said. The minds of the people in the world are what? Blinded. And the minds of the people in the church are deceived. And both is there in the mind. Manasu in Telugu. Manas, manas. When you lose your mind, it's a matter of time the body leaves. So the mind has to go first and then the body will follow. The thoughts have to go there and then the body will follow. Have you seen the, a train of your thoughts? It's just a matter of time. The body will take you there. I want to go to Swagat Grand and have spicy biryani. The desire. I thought and allowed that thought. I'm enjoying. I'm already salivating in my mouth. And slow. In a matter of time. Either you're Swiggy or you. <laughs> okay. That's it. Simple. Simple. Absolutely simple. In other words, those days we go to the phone. Those days, nowadays, the phone goes with us. Same. Okay. <laughs> Those days, we go to the restaurant. Now, the restaurant comes to us. Simple. But the body is already there. Either way. <laughs> okay. That is what we call as space-time continuum. 
Okay, space-time continuum. Okay, the body. The only relative distance matters, no? How does it matter? Whether I go there or that fellow comes here, same thing. Relative distance. Theory for relativity. Everything is there in the Bible. But I fear, lest somehow, as a serpent deceived you by craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That is the reason why. Psalm 139. So therefore, beware that you lose his presence. Meaning, don't lose his spirit. Let's read this. Psalm 139. Powerful, powerful psalm. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? Panim. The word is panim. Faces or presence. If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. In other words, I do my daily devotions in the morning. Where am I? Ascending into heaven. And I watch some trash in the internet. You are there. (laughs) Hell. Heaven. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say surely the darkness shall fall upon me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the, as the day. The darkness and light are both alike to you. And therefore he says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see that there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting life. That is the reason why we come to him and come and receive his word and say, Lord, search me. Let your word search me. Let your spirit search me. See the thoughts of my heart. Let the intents of my heart be laid bare. Let, Lord, before I go to your judgment seat where every thought and where every intention will be laid bare, let me judge my every thought and my every intention on this side of eternity. And therefore, beware of his presence. John's Gospel, chapter 6. You know this very well. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained and murmured, he said to them, does this offend you? That means don't get offended. My goodness, offense. It is impossible that offense has come. (laughs) Because we in the natural are bound to get uh, offended. You should be offended for the right reason. If somebody is making the name of God, blaspheming the name of God and doing things in the name of God, which is absolutely contrary to the word of God, you should be offended. What then if you see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is a spirit who gives life. My fl- The flesh profits nothing. And the words, no, only no. The word, He qualifies it. Which I speak, huh? You see that? You see the, how he's qualifying it? That's what we call as adjective. <laughs> which is, which is qualifying the noun. <laughs> the noun is a word. It therefore, if you have come to hear Vijay, or if you have come to hear him speak, let the Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord speak. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Therefore, don't run away from his presence or his spirit. But there are some of you who do not believe what Jesus knew from the beginning who they were, 
who did not believe and who would betray him. From that time, verse 66, from that time, many of the disciples went back and did not walk with him anymore. Meaning what? They did not want, they did not want his presence. They did not want him. Man, this is too much. Every day scrutiny, scrutiny, scrutiny. I'm tired. The eyes of the Lord are in every place. <laughs> Beholding the evil and the good. Okay, if I go into heaven, you are there. Go into hell, you are there. Just leave me alone for a while. Let me have my own personal space. That is how many a man of God fell. Because they had their own ah, personal space. And blessed is the man who has a sacred personal space all the time. And who keeps himself accountable. Otherwise you'll be a wanderer. Like who? No, Satan. Where are you? Where are you going? Where are you coming from? Up and down, to and fro. That is his job. What is he? Wanderer. 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 And what will happen to you? You'll become like your father, the devil, Cain. Wanderer. That's the reason. Lest there be in any of you like Cain, who was of the evil one, he says. He was literally the son of the devil. He was of the evil one. He was, that means he was born of the evil one. And all of us were, right? And then Jesus looked at the twelve and he said, Do you also want to go away? That means he still asks you the choice. He never forces himself on you. Every day in the morning, did you see? You have a choice. Either the mobile phone and uh, ESPNCrickInfo.com or GTC WhatsApp group. Because nowadays you get the uh, the devotions by 345, 360, but at the late by 4.30. By the time you are up, most of us are up, it is there. No. So we have a choice. What says though? <laughs> right. Do you want to go away? We should be like Moses. If your presence will not go with us today, you don't want to go. And we should say, be like Simon Peter, Lord, to, not where, to whom, to whom, whom, whom. That is the reason why when you're coming to the ministry of the word of God, you're not coming to church, you're coming to him. You're coming to him. Got that, everybody. But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Eternal life. And what is eternal life? To know him, the only true God. Beware of him. Beware. Beware, 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 beware. That we never lose. It's just not hearing the word of God for the sake of the word of God because we enjoy it. No. Because a carnal mind can be occupied with anything. You understand? Even with the thoughts about the word. Hmm. Okay. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the son of the, not just God, the living God. Okay. Therefore, we don't want to go anywhere. We want to come for life. Okay. So, don't go. Those people who didn't come to church on Sunday. <laughs> he missed a Kairos moment. <laughs> My daughter was weeping. I don't know what, why she was weeping. I said, what is she weeping for? Weeping. He's nine years old. Weeping, weeping, weeping. Stunned. Okay. 
I was happy to see that. And I told Justin, I said, Abigail is weeping. She said, yeah, let her weep. <laughs> okay, let her weep. Her stunned, okay. See, you never know. I was told pastor, I said, never know. We never know. It's just cleansing. Sometimes you don't even know why you're weeping. But God is, the Holy Spirit is cleansing you. He's cleansing you, he's cleansing you, he's cleansing you. Okay, cleansing you. So I was more happy when I saw her. I was like, oh my goodness, she was touched. Thank God. No. Continuously you should enjoy it. Enjoy that. Come to believe. Where should we go? You're, you're coming to Him. That is the reason why we don't just come to church to listen to a message. We come to Him because it says when two or three are gathered in my name, I will be there in your midst. Oh my goodness. How nonchalant of us to not consider that and get too familiar with the presence of God. And Moses came into the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, it's, it's, it's said. What, who came? The presence of the, of the Lord came and after that he left and one man stayed there. Baba, I'm not going from there. I'm just not following Moses. I'm following you. I'm following you. I'm following the spirit inside of you and I want a double portion of that spirit. Who can know the things of God except the Spirit of God? And Elijah, I know that you have that Spirit of God. And that is the reason why you know God. And you have that anointing inside of you. And I want the double portion of that Spirit because I also want to know God. Because it is the Spirit of God which searches the deep things of God. Amen? Beware of Him, of His presence. Don't go away from His presence. Judges chapter 16. How do we go away from the presence? When we take sin lightly and casually and are not apprehended regularly. What did I say? Mm, the sin lightly, casually and not apprehended regularly. Regularly means what? Moment by moment. Judges up to 16, verse 18 onwards. When Delilah saw that he had told all his heart, but by that time he told the reason for the anointing in his life. What was the reason for the anointing in his life? A consecrated life was a secret of his anointing. What did he say? He has brought us, he has opened our eyes from light to darkness, from the power of God to the, from the power of Satan to the power of God, so that we may receive forgiveness of sin. And the third thing, and the fifth thing, that we may have an inheritance among those who are being sanctified. And when do you lose it? When you lose your sanctity, you lose it. When you lost your separation, when you lost that separation, and when you became one with the world, and you started enjoying the same things that the world enjoys, what happens? Your separation is gone, and the and the consecration is gone. And the spirit of, it's just a matter of time for the Spirit of the Lord to leave, and you don't even know it, because the Spirit of the Lord is very sensitive. Therefore, therefore, all the warnings, we keep on telling, all the warnings in the New Covenant is with the Holy Spirit. Every sin that you sin will be forgiven, Except, that is the reason why he will not forgive your transgressions, he says. What is he talking about? He is talking about the Holy Spirit. You see, if anyone does not have the, he says, if, 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 um, okay, what does it say? If, uh, if you're, if the Spirit of the Lord is inside of you, you belong to him. And he says, if, if, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. He says, the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of Christ are the same. Because he says, I'm going away and I will come back to you again. How will he come back to us? Through his spirit. 
So the same Jesus who was walking with those disciples on the road to Amos and expounding the scriptures to them and their heart was burning is with us in the spirit and everywhere in the spirit. And he will be the person who will warm our hearts. Amen. Understand that. So what happened? Come up once more for he has told me all his heart. The Lala knows by this time. And she's so open, no? Tell me, no. How can I destroy you? Please, I want to destroy you. Please, no. If you love me, let me allow, allow me to destroy you. I mean, that is how this guy is doing. How much he's deceived by sin. That is what I'm saying. He's become a slave to his lust. That is what it means. Tell me, lust, what do you want me to do for you today? You want me to watch some internet pornography? Please. Okay, okay, okay. Let me open that website. Your wish is my will. And sin is saying, I want to destroy you. Open the website. Okay. That is Delilah. That is the reason why it says it's an adulterous woman. It says, it says, it's, she's sharper than a two-edged sword. It drips honey. It's sharper than a two-edged sword, but it's end is as bitter as wormwood, it says. Wormwood, bitterness. Seductress, he has lost all his sense of, of discernment is gone. And openly he's saying, I want to destroy you. There he says, Samson, how can I kill you? Please tell me, no. And if you really love me, tell me. It's like this, no. If you really love me, lust is selling. If you really love me, covetousness is saying, if you really love me. You know, I was reading the Ten Commandments to workers, uh, servants of God. The Ten Commandments to the servants of God. Thou shalt not steal another man's sheep. <laughs> Thou shalt not kill another man's reputation. Thou shalt not covet ah, another man's ministry. Oh, I love that Ten Commandments. I'm going to put it up now. Liberating Ten Commandments. Thou shalt honor your father and mother who brought you up for ministry and have dedicated you to the ministry. You see? I'm gonna, I'll send you if you want it. Fire up Ten Commandments. And you know how I found those Ten Commandments? When I shut down telephone, when I shut down internet, iPad, MacBook, I threw it. And I started searching the library in church office. Then I found it. That's it. Treasures. See, all treasures are here only. And blesses the man who finds them. <laughs> you see, I told, I'm telling you, I'm now consciously doing it. Today I was like, I had to grade my mobile phone because uh, pastor's conference is there and I have to call. I said, I threw the mobile phone. Pastor said, you have to fast. I said, one thing I want to fast is from my mobile phone. Threw that fellow there. In the early in the morning, do one thing. Take the mobile phone and throw it down. Give, give it one shot. <laughs> you see, otherwise, last there, what is he saying? I want to destroy you, Vijay. Please open me. Open! Cool, Joe Simpson. It opens. Nowadays, you don't even have to type the, what? The passcode. 
fingerprint scanner. Finished very fast. Unlocked. Not the book. But sin. And then she lulled him to sleep. It says in verse 19. Wah! Lulled him. Made him drunk. A fellow's lost all sense. He's been drunk by lust. Delilah has consumed him now completely. To sleep on his knees, on her knees, and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Look at what it says. Sad. And she said, the Philistines are upon you. So he woke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times, as at other times, and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Why? He was not wary of his presence. He did not guard his anointing. Anointing came very easily for him. It should not come easy. Easy come. Easy go. That's it. That is our that is the simple sutram. Hmm. Principle. Easy come. You will not value it. You should never get anything easy. In as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Let it be at a cost of denying your flesh. Otherwise, you know what will happen? If you get something without denying your flesh, it's like Samson. Right? Okay, I got the anointing, I also got the revelation. And I'm also enjoying my flesh. Oh, a cupboard. You got that? Then the Philistines took him, put out the eyes. It's a matter of fright. Already he lost his eyes. What is happening was physically, it was already an inward reality. Put out his eyes, brought him down to Gaza. Isn't it interesting? His consecration came back after a while, but his eyes never came back. That's interesting, isn't it? Vision is gone. It's gone, over. Because he became aimless. He lost his purpose. He lost his vision. All now he wants to do is take revenge and die. Right? Because he was not very of the presence. You see how much, how one verse can actually speak to you so much? See? Look at what it says in James chapter 4. Adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that the friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God? Or do you think the scripture says in vain? And you'll ask this question, where? Where does it say in the scripture that the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously everywhere? You know one of the names of God? He is jealous. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Yeah, Jehovah Kana, exactly. He is jealous. Don't provoke him, therefore, to jealousy. If you provoke him to jealousy, you say, okay, Fama, you don't are not interested in me. Take the certificate of divorce. Go. Enjoy your life. Ephraim has been joined to our idols. Leave her alone. <laughs> and those who go after worthless idols, forsake their own mercy. Take your idols, go. Leave me alone. Warning of the millennium. Hmm. <clears throat> but he gives more grace. To the who? To the humble. And who are the humble? Those are the people who tremble at his word. You say, Lord, Lord, boy, I don't want to lose that word. I don't want to lose that word. I don't want to lose a meeting. I don't want to. I'm telling you, these are such important truths. 
why if if god if if somebody if some meeting has been ordained by the church it is incumbent upon you to attend it because it's just not man who's doing it because every church has a proper order and if you are a part of the church god speaks to you through the, the church and through the shepherd that god has ordained for you in the church understand that otherwise it's all be emotional feelings on monday or on a higher later on it's just gone you understand you should be consistent the fire has to burn there's like you know people who burn and to and let, there there's another thing which burns gradually it's burning 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 like like paul till the end of his life and he says after a while he says my life is now being poured out now i have become fuel to the fire what a beautiful uh, picture that is so fire is going on let me put some more fuel my life is being poured out as a drink offering on on the altar now i have become fuel to the fire i will never let it go and we sing that song now don't let my love grow cold light the fire and he tells timothy you're you're going to and timothy is a good guy no he's not a bad guy so good guys can go to in other words understand that okay let's move on look at david how much he values the presence look already says 51 psalm create in me a clean heart of god renew a steadfast i like that word steadfast spirit it is intention again steadfast spirit in me do not cast me away from your presence i need that presence oh lord and how will i know that my presence your presence is gone your if your holy spirit is gone lord i want to value your spirit lord i want to value your spirit do not take your spirit from me and this should be our constant refrain you know what a refrain is right we sing one hymn and the refrain comes it's periodical that means periodically we should say lord lord don't cast me away from your presence don't take your holy spirit from me lord please 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 lord i want to be very of your presence why why is how do you know that you enjoy his presence okay and you are and you really value his presence okay you should know you should there should be a, a meter which will tell you that you enjoy his presence how do you know what is that meter what is that meter <clears throat> you know what that what that meter is very interesting meter okay let me show you it's called opinion meter okay if there's a meter called opinionometer opinions of men opinion of god i'll i'll show you what that opinion meter is this was this one yesterday when we went to pastors conference again on monday on sunday morning monday morning boy there was another fab revelation i was just thinking about it thinking about it over and over again 
look at what it says in why the presence is important and the presence is in the in the in the in the in the, in the form of the holy spirit of god right that's what we were looking at all the all this all these verses one of the things that is that is completely uh is now been uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, established beyond measure is we go away from the presence of god when the holy spirit departs from us and therefore our constant defense is lord let not your spirit depart from me okay now john's gospel chapter 16 <clears throat> john's gospel chapter 16 look at what it says Verse 7 onwards. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Hmm? For if I do not go away, the helper, and the other word for helper is advocate. Okay. Uh, Parakletos. Okay, that's what uh, the Greek would say. Will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Okay. And he has, and when he has come, to whom? To us, yes, okay. When he has come to us, he will convict the world inside of us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Why? Next verse. Of sin, because do not, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my father. And when he goes to his father, where is he seated at the father? At the right hand. What is he doing there? Forever making intercession for us. And he's called the uh, advocate, yes, and he's also called the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Okay, he's there. He's at the right hand of the Father, and he's pleading on our behalf, and he's saying, "Lord, you have clothed him with his, with your righteousness." Okay, you are there at the right hand of the Father, so he's upholding righteousness there, and he's also clothing us with righteousness here. Okay, of righteousness because I go to my Father, and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. Now, let me tell you, when the Holy Spirit comes, what does he do first? Convict. No. Pastor was talking about this. He says, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. He's advocate at the right hand of the Father. He's not the prosecutor. Who's the prosecutor there? It's the devil. He's called the accuser or the brother. He's accusing how long? Day and night. Okay, that's his own job. Wow, what a fantastic job profile. What is your job profile? One job only. Up and down, left and right, accusation. Finished. That is in my resume. Okay, and also anointed cherub once upon a time. Okay, perfect in beauty and wisdom until inequity was found in me. Okay, that means he's not fair at all. Equity means fairness. Inequity means no fairness. Unfair. Who's un- You'll say, God, you're unfair. No, the problem is not God. God is not unfair. That is the reason why he tells, what inequity have you found in me? That you have forsaken me and have gone after other gods. I'm the fair. Fair and the fairest. At the same time. Okay. No, and Paso is describing this beautifully. He says, Jesus is the advocate at the right hand of the Father, and he is pleading on our behalf. He is the counsel of the defense. He's the defense attorney. And the prosecutor is the devil. Now, on earth, the Holy Spirit comes to what? What is the word? No. So, uh, he comes to first thing, he Convicts. No, when a when when a, a convict, we call him a convict, right? And a convict is he's either convicted or he's acquitted. That is quote quote language. Now there are two options for us. Either when we get conviction over here on this side of eternity on on earth, we get acquittal there. That's what I said. Conviction here, acquittal there. On the other hand, if you get 
acquittal here it means you acquit yourself even if the even the holy spirit is convicting you and he's showing you evidence beyond doubt beyond reasonable doubt but you are still arguing with finding the loopholes like it is happening all around the world and just scales and balances when i look at news i get so angry and i just stop it off as a lord i can't control this now let somebody else control me so as of now i don't want to get into all this it's unjust scales and balances right how unfair people are and it i mean it's so incredibly it anger you like anything okay so you have two options you are conviction here or acquittal there that is the reason why if you confess your sins he is faithful and just he's both he's just not only faithful he's also just to forgive us our sins and the blood of jesus will cleanse us from all our unrighteousness so you can get conviction over here and then you'll get acquittal over there so that is the reason why many of the powerful testimonies are those people who went to the law and said i am a convict and when he was when he was when he when he said i am a convict in the heavenlies they were acquitted lord half my goods i sell to the poor and if i have taken anything from anybody by false accusation i will restore him not double four times kya baat hai and you know what jesus says behold salvation has come to this house for he is also a what of abraham the son of abraham so he was convicted here and therefore he is acquitted in heaven he's been clothed by the robes of righteousness so 1 john chapter 2 he says my little children these things i write to you so that you may not sin hmm and if anyone sins we have an advocate counselor with the father jesus christ not not the not the unrighteous the righteous and everything that they, there is righteous what is the sin lord this is a sin what is the penalty lord death i have died for him how much should i pay infinite money i paid for it i owed it i could not pay let me tell you we are at an eternal debt to the lord eternal that is the reason why the psalmist says i cannot have a mediator on earth who will take my case and plead my case to god it's impossible to find a mediator on earth unless that mediator comes from heaven to the earth that is the reason why jesus says you know what no one knows to the, knows about the father except the son of man who is with the father you want to know the righteous standard of god you have to know me only i can reveal the father to him i can only reveal the righteous standards only i can do it Samus he says it's impossible for anybody to have a mediator who will plead my case on earth why because the ransom for his soul is infinite he can never pay it impossible that he should not see the grave he will die finally therefore he is righteous and he says yes lord he did it he confessed it he is the apostle and the high priest of the confession he has confessed his sins yes he, he has said this is exactly what he did like zacchaeus he has opened up everything lord i paid for it i am righteous please can you let him go what does he say acquitted convicted on earth acquitted in heaven okay i know the stories you know david wood story was like that no one guy came to the came to the uh, came to the jail why was he in jail because he was the only convict in the jail everybody else has an excuse he himself went to the officers and he said you know what i stole from everybody 
I'm confessing my sin because I met the Lord. They said, okay, fine. They put him in jail. In the jail, he met David Wood. That's it. Now the whole world, the Muslim world is terrorized by one man. And not only the Muslim world. Now the Twitter is terrorized. Facebook is terrorized. YouTube is terrorized. Everybody is terrorized. Because of one fellow. Who's the one fellow? Not David Wood. The other guy who came and confessed completely. Who was convicted on earth and acquitted in heaven. He himself is a propitiation for our sins. Who? He himself. What a superb. Propitiation means atonement. He is the one who makes you at one with God. The propitiation for our sins. He himself. Not for us only, but for the whole world. It's another thing that the whole world will not accept him. Infinite check means what? Infinite money. Every sin can be paid for. And has been paid for. Okay, and, and hell is full of forgiven sinners. Only thing is that they don't receive it by faith. Because they like what? What here? Equital here. <laughs> and finally they'll be convicted there. You see? John 5. How can you believe? Who receive honor from one another. What is your, what is your problem? Opinionometer. I told you no. How do you know that you desire his presence? You're constantly desiring his presence. Meaning what? I only live for the opinion of God and not for the opinion of men. For the praise of God and not for the praise of men. How can you believe who receive honor from one another and do not seek that honor that comes from the only God? I like that. (laughs) There is only one God who can give you honor. All the other gods will give you false honor on false prestige. They can also give you a title called doctor. Not some. Uh, so, <laughs> but you only know how much of your thesis is fraud and how much of it is good. <laughs> okay. Uh, and some some places you don't even have to do a PhD. They'll give you honorary doctorate. I don't know what those doctorates are. Hmm? Honorary, honorary certificates of men. Okay. Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. Look at that. There is one who accuses you, Moses, which is nothing but the scriptures of five five books, in whom you trust the very word that you speak is accusing me, accusing you, and you don't come to me. Why? Because you are worried about the opinions of men and not the man comes from God alone. You like what? Acquittal here, not conviction. John's Gospel chapter 12. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, the problem is they are rulers. <laughs> Many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. Why? For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. That is the reason why when Jesus finds the blind man where? That he was put out of the synagogue. Till then he doesn't meet him. He only heals him. He says, go wash to, go to this temple of Siloam, I mean, the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. And he washes himself, he receives his sight and he's expecting to find Jesus where? In the temple. But they don't realize that the temple, in the, from the temple, the principal presence of the Lord is already gone. He doesn't find Jesus there. And all the Pharisees and the Sadducees are so upset and they put him out of the synagogue. Why? Because he refuses to bow down to the opinions of men. He's not scared of them. And then what does Jesus do? He finds him. He finds him. 
Why? He is not interested in what? Equital here. <laughs> he is invested in, interested in equital there. Conviction here. We all have to desire what? Conviction of the Holy Spirit. Not the guilt of the Holy Spirit. It is a conviction of the Holy Spirit. I like that. He convicts you so that he can free you. <laughs> Amen. Let's see that. First Samuel chapter 15. We know this guy very well. Who's this fellow? Saul the Great. Then he said, I have sinned. Huh? Yet, oh, honor me now. What is it? I want equital here. I don't want conviction. David, I also have sinned. Write a psalm. On, on, that, on, the, on the psalm, write the heading also. Why did you write that psalm? The, the whole world, all eternity will know what you did. What do you need? You want my presence? Yes, Lord. Don't take my Holy Spirit from me, Lord. Then write it down, please. I was an adulterer. I murdered my best friend who was more righteous than me. And I took his wife. The whole world let it know what kind of a man David was. What you see is interesting, right? If you look at look at the entire record of Leviticus, the high priest has to for the whole congregation, he has to offer a bull as a sin offering. What he has to offer? A bull as a sin offering. For himself also, he has to offer a bull. For the individuals, they can they can get goats or lambs and as a sin offering for them. But when the high priest sins, is as if whole congregation says, one day the high priest is taking some bull to the to the altar. Everybody is looking at the high priest. Why did he take the bull? Oh, this guy sinned, huh? In, in Indian English. Sinned, huh? <laughs> Oh, he's not that holy, holy. Lord, honor me before the people. But you know what? But you know what? He has to take the bull in front of everybody and everybody is watching the high priest. Are high priest? Bull? Ha ha ha. I see. Okay, 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 okay. He has to take bull. There's no secret offering there. Open offering only. <laughs> Openly, he has to he has to confess. Isn't it interesting when a leper leper fellow when he comes and he has scab over here, scab over there, he is declared as. But if he has got head to toe scab, he is declared as clean. Why? He is saying, Lord, there is nothing clean in me. And therefore, God declares him as cleansed, Baba. You are the person who has acknowledged sin, and you are not worried about tooth malish. That's what he told Naman also. Hmm. Go. Seven times dip. How do you dip? Not with your robes on. Strip your robes and expose your leprosy to everybody. Everybody will know. What do you want? Conviction here and acquittal there or acquittal here and conviction there? What do you want? That is the reason why the Holy Spirit is given so that he can convict us. If he says, no, if you present a case with your flesh and silence the voice of the Holy Spirit. No, 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 that is not true. Hmm. What will he do? What will happen to him? He said, okay, fine. I remember one uh, prof, prof, his name is uh, <coughs> Professor Yagna Narayana. I love him. One of the best profs from IIT Kanpur. IIT Madras. He, he taught us neural networks. You know what? He gives you marks. And if you argue with him, he will not reduce. He will say, okay, you are saying you are arguing, you are not satisfied with this mark. He will give the paper to you and say, okay, you write whatever marks you want. 
and give it to me. And he will look in your face. Come on, write. What marks do you want? Write it, I will give it. What grade do you want? A plus? And professor like that, <laughs> say, sorry, sir. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> I, I was scared, no? We, and his exams are not oh, close book exams. His exams are interviews. His final exam is an interview. So you can't write story. He will interview, literally. He will see what is there inside. He will see your antarangam. Hmm, what is there deep, deep down inside, you will see. Whether you really understood the subject or not, or you are trying to, because you don't know what question you asked. Because in the interview life, so many fellows will be... Stra- See, in the question paper, everybody gets a common, common question paper. In the interview? Remember? Those fellows who went to the exam? Four fellows who went to the exam? They, they went late to the exam and they told the professor, Sir, all of them said the same thing. Sir, a flat tire, so we didn't, couldn't come to the exam. He said, okay, I will give you the same. I will give you A+. plus. Only one question you should answer. But separate rooms. Which tire? <laughs> finished which tire finished over case closed you see you see don't argue with him don't become stiff necked with the Holy Spirit and present your case he says why are you arguing with me Jesus says though your sins are scarlet I will cleanse you Baba just acknowledge your sin don't try to argue for you for on your behalf I am I'm just convicting you I don't want to condemn you but because the son of man did not come in the world to condemn the world but to save the world but this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved the praise of men that is darkness when compared to the light of God They love darkness than light. They love the praise of men than the praise that comes from God alone. They wanted acquittal here and no conviction. And what will happen? You will get conviction over here. Sorry, you will get acquittal over here. And one day God will say, I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now please honor me now. Please look at the fellows. He's not even... For a, for a minute, he is not even interested in God at all. Ayyo, I, I offended God. He's not offended. He's not even bothered. That is the reason why David Psalms know how much he weeps. Lord, my sin, Lord, my sin, my sin, my sin, Lord. My sin, not in part. But the whole was nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh my soul. Oh, my dear brothers, what do we want? And you know, I find that in me, you know, I say, I hate it. I hate the approval of men. I don't want to be something which I'm not. And I want to hate it. That is the reason why Paul says, you know what? If I seek the honor of men, I should not be a servant of Christ. What is a fundamental qualification of a man of God to be a servant of God? That he does not seek the honor honor and approval of men. He doesn't bother about it. Because what's the whole point of having a position without authority and without honor and without anointing and without his presence? 
What is the what is the what is the the symbol of the authority is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And if the anointing is gone, the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and he still has a position. What good is a position when there's no the presence of the Lord in your life, when there's no anointing over your life, when there's no anointing over your ministry, when there's no anointing over your, over your preaching? There is what's the whole point? Point in having a position without anointing, without His presence. So Samuel turned back after Saul. No, who's leading? Saul is leading. Samuel is behind. What a picture. Initially, Saul was, Samuel was leading and Saul was behind. Now, who's leading? In other words, Samuel says, I don't want to come. And Saul worshipped the Lord. What worship is that? I don't know. So much of our worship is a lie. Look at another example. First Kings chapter 22, verse 8 onwards. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there is still one man, Micaiah. Everybody is equiting, equiting Ahab. This fellow who knows, he himself knows that he is a rogue of the first order. Because he knows now. Because when he goes to battle, how does he say? I will disguise myself. You go with robes to Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat like a fool deceived him. Because he knows that he is a rogue. A guilty are Afraid. The wicked pers- are fleeing when no man is pursuing them. Why? Their conscience keeps on bothering them. But they are silencing and silencing and silencing and silencing the, the, the voice of their conscience in their hearts. And what do they have is a facade. Yesterday so was pastor was talking about Biden's speech and Super Bowl and I went and looked at speech and looked at him and I said, what is that speech? Look at his face. He looks, I'm sorry. What now, Lord? I should not get carried away, okay? There is still one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. Ah! But I hate him. Why? Because he does not prophesy good things about me. But only evil. That is conviction, Baba. God doesn't hate you. He loves you. And Jehoshaphat said, what is, what, who said? Jehoshaphat. You know what Jehoshaphat means? Shaphat means judge. Jehoshaphat, God is my judge. Jehoshaphat is Jehoshaphat because he's Jehoshaphat. <coughs> Let not the king say such things. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Bring Micaiah, the son of Imla, quickly. Look at what it says. Micaiah said, verse 19, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. That means I saw a throne room there. Here your fellows are sitting with your big robes and trying to intimidate me. But there is one courtroom. There. You can be acquitted over here because there is no evidence. But there is one courtroom over there. <clears throat> Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven sitting, standing by on his right and on the left right, on, uh, on this, on the right hand, on the left hand. And the Lord said, who will pursue Ahab to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner, another spoke in this manner. So everybody, there was a discussion. God is asking, who can give counsel to the Lord? But here, here, as if God is asking for counsel. How will we persuade this fellow to get to die today? Then the spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And they said, how? In what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and you shall 
That's it. Therefore, look. <laughs> the look, look, all these prophets who are, who are equitting you over here, all your bench of lawyers and your judges over here, who are saying, I have the great, long live I have, let the king live forever. They also know that you're going to die very soon. What lies, no? Oh, king, live forever. He himself knows that he's going to die. He won't live. Bhumilelu rajanyula adhikara mudrikal antarinchi poye. Adhikara mudrikal, that's Telugu. It means that all kings who had those seals, royal seals, everybody died. And they are buried in the grave. There's only one seal. Jesus himself is that seal. <laughs> who is living for ever and ever. And do you have his seal upon your forehead and upon your hand this morning? He is mine. You know what that seal is? Acquitted by the courtroom in heaven. That is the seal. He is mine. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony and they did not love their lives even unto death. Okay, let's move on. First, second Thessalonians chapter 2. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. The coming of the lawless one, verse 9, he of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish and was, uh, and goes on to say, because they did not receive the word of the truth, the love of the truth, because the spirit of God is also called the spirit of truth. Verse 11, that they may, they, the love of the truth that they may be saved. And for this reason, God will send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Want to see another example? Romans chapter 2. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly. Nor a circumcision that is one outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly. And circumcision is, of the, is that of the heart in the spirit, not of the letter. And he, he qualifies it. Whose praise is not from men, but from God. So who are the circumcision? Those people whose praise is not from men, but from God. Who are not convicted, uh, sorry, uh, acquitted here, but have been acquitted in heavens. You got it? You see one example. Job chapter 2. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. And Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God where? Ah, in their heart. Thus Job, Job did regularly. One more example. Acts chapter 4, verse 34. Now, nor was there any among them who lacked. For all who were, who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet and they distributed to each according to their need. And Joseph, or Joseph, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated Son of encouragement. So the apostle said, man, this guy is a son of encouragement. They all, so Bar Joseph had a reputation among the, who? Among the apostles. A Levite of the country of Cyprus. Now they, they didn't have, Barnabas did not have a reputation among the apostles because he gave money. Because he was truly a man of encouragement. In other words, you sit with Barnabas, you will get encouraged. Okay, but anyways, 
they said no compromise is the besetting sin of encouragers okay but that's uh, that's the reason why even barnabas falls away why because he likes like likes the approval of men it says in uh, uh, galatians chapter 2 remember that anyway which is translated son of encouragement a levite of the country of cyprus acts chapter 4 and having sold it he brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet and look at what happens next chapter but a certain man named ananias with safira his wife sold a possession and kept back a part of it and bought it and laid it at the apostles feet and now peter is going to call him they are waiting they called barnabas son of encouragement now they'll they'll call me i don't know what some honor some title but peter <laughs> you are waiting for doctorate i'll tell you why satan has what filled your heart to lie to the holy spirit you see what did you want you wanted equital come equital over here you wanted some kind of an honor over here no way don't pretend with me you see that all right therefore beware of him beware of him philippians chapter 3 beware of dogs beware of evil workers beware of mutilation for we are the circumcision who worship god in the spirit and who do not have any confidence in the flesh okay do i also have confidence all that i will consider as what dung i don't want any of those reputations anymore okay let's go to the next one first is beware of him second is obey his voice now look at this exodus chapter 5 was one onwards afterward moses and aaron went in and told pharaoh thus says the lord god of israel let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness and pharaoh said who is the lord that i should ah uh, ah uh, uh, obey his voice to let israel go i do not know the lord nor will i let israel go in other words there's one principle over here first of all he was he was challenging god who is the lord you want to know god will tell him who am i 10 plagues and fellows finished over in order for you to obey his voice what should you know you should know him ah you should know the lord right you if you want to obey his voice you should know that it is his voice you see in a multitude of voices you will know your voice that is my daddy's voice that is my wife's voice i know i can hear my wife because i yeah, heard my heard a voice <coughs> in other words in order for you to know to obey god's voice you should know god's voice so how do you know god's voice jeremiah chapter 9 first thus says the lord let not the wise man glory in wisdom etc verse 24 but let him glory glory in this that he understands and second he knows me that i am the lord exercising loving kindness judgment and righteousness in the earth for in these i delight so how do you know a person in knowing what he delights in ah 
delight in the Lord with all of your heart and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight in the Lord with all of your heart and he will give you the desires of your heart. Means what does the Lord, Lord delight in? Loving kindness. Not just loving kindness, exercising loving kindness. And exercising judgment. And exercising righteousness. Where? In the earth. Here, on the side. Where does the earth come? Here. It starts with me. For in these things I delight. So how do you, what does it mean? How do you uh, obey his voice? First you should know his voice. In order to know his voice, you should know what he delights in. See, these are all uh, ways of knowing God. Then you will be able to obey his voice. Okay, remember? It's remarkable, no? There was a thunder, the Lord was not in the thunder. There was an earthquake, the Lord was not in the earthquake. But God sent all these things. And there was fire, the Lord was not in the fire. And then, a still small voice. And how, what is the response of Elijah? He covers his face. That's remarkable. That is like, you can't see you know, Lord. He covers his face. Because nobody can see my face and live. The pure in heart <laughs> shall see his face. That's what it means. Right? So then he covers his face and then he says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Obey his voice. In order to obey his voice, you should know his voice. And in order to know his voice, what should you do? What should you do? We'll see this. You should become a sheep, basically. And what do sheep feed on? Green pastures. Not just grass. Green grass. You see, the sheep, if you bring sheep from the village and you bring them to the city and take them out to military dairy farm road, let's say, to ask them to eat the grass, they will not eat it. You know that? Because you know what, how, what sheep eat? They, when you eat the grass, the grass has roots. Do you think the sheep eats the, eat the grass with the roots? What do they eat? They carefully bite only the top of the green part. Because they don't want anything which is touching the earth. Okay. Anything which is defiling, which is of the earth, they don't want. They want that green part only. Got it? So if you bring that fellow from the, from the village to the city, he will not eat it. He'll say, it's full of mati. I don't want it. So my sheep hear my voice. They know my voice. You know why? Because I've been feeding them. Look at what it says, John's Gospel chapter 10. Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up another way, the same as a thief and the robber. But he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them. Okay, so he leads them. So they know his voice. Okay. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And I am known by my sheep. Both. It is just not one way relationship. As the father knows me, even so I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not, not of, of this fold. Who are those fellows? We. Oh, all of us. Thank God. No? Them also I must bring. For they will also hear my voice. And they will all be one flock. And they will have one shepherd. The sheep needs, so you need the voice. You should know, you should know the voice in order to obey his voice. Okay. You should know the voice. How do you know the voice? Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
stands in the way of sinners, sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And verse 6 will say, for the Lord, what? Knows the way of the righteous. Okay. So, how do you know? By knowing the word of God and delighting in the word of God. Day and night, just not one day. Keep on meditating. Let me show you something. I was reading my today's morning devotion. Very interesting caveat. A bee, in order to produce one tablespoon of honey, makes 4,500 trips. How much? 4,500 trips in its lifetime to bring one tablespoon of honey and it would go a hundred, it makes hundred trips a day and spends 20 minutes on each flower. To get what? One tablespoon of honey. Now think about this. What is the word of God compared to? Uh, you want to make money? What should you do? Hard work. Hard work. This is not easy. I was, I was stunned. That's what I told you. No, easy come. Easy go. In order to know his voice, in order to obey his voice, you should know his voice. You should know what is honey and what is sugar water. Do you know the difference? Of course. You know honey, which is from Dabar. And you know honey from Moor. They have their own honey, brand honey. The test is put them in the refrigerator. One becomes nice solid sugar and the other stays honey. See, one gives diabetes, the other gives health. What is the food of John the Baptist? Locust and not ordinary honey. Wild honey. That is produced by hard work. Every bee went and produced the authentic honey. Excuse, that is the reason why it's called madhu mm-hmm, in English. And Telugu, we have a term called madhuram, meaning it's tasty. It's very tasty. Why? Because it's the authentic one. We, we name our children also madhu. Madhumati, yes. Madhumati means you have a good, you have a mind like honey. Because your thoughts are like honey. Mati means mind. Thoughts. So you, if you want to have thoughts which are like honey, you should have a mind which is like God. And how do you get the mind which is like God? Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little. There a little. There is only one way to understand scripture. Comparing scripture with scripture. How do you cut diamond? With a diamond. Simple. Diamond cuts diamond. Only. Iron sharpens. Iron not wood. Not even steel. (laughs) You understand? So, if you want to obey God, the voice of God, you should know the voice of God. And how do you know the voice of God? Keep on meditating and knowing Him in person. That is the reason why devotions are important. Devotion is not devotions. Devotion is important. You have to be devoted. You have to devote yourself to the reading of scripture. To understanding God in the scripture. 
I'll tell you something, no? The first time when I read the Bible, boy, I was elated because I literally tasted honey. And not, I tasted honey in KJV. Pure. Unadulterated. Thanks to all my mentors who actually encouraged me. Those days, we had to mentor. They said, Vijay, if you want to read the Bible, read it in KJV. And you know what? After I read the Bible in KJV, I read any other translation, I don't feel as if I read it. Really, honestly. Have you experienced that? Any other translation, doesn't matter how good and superb it is, it's still not KJV. You know? It's still not hitting me. It's still not satisfying me. It's still not giving me that com- the sense of completion, you know, because I tasted something which is authentic. And once you taste the authentic milk huh, of the Word of God, you'll, you'll know whether it is diluted or not. And what we what are being what is being sold now? Full diluted. They'll dilute so much. Early in the morning they'll get up. Oh, it's still not diluted. Let me add some more water, and then they will come to the pulpit and preach. Dud ka dun? Pani ka pani. That is only pani now. No dud. It is white water. No milk anymore. You see? For, see, it's not easy. You have to pay the price. And it doesn't matter what, what profession you are in. And you know what? It's interesting, right? Most of the people in the Bible, they're all lay people. It says, David prayed to the Lord how many times a day? Daniel prayed three times. Seven times, where is it written? Psalm 119. Where did he get the time, Baba? He was busy with all his work. He was a, he was a king. He had to do a lot of work in the kingdom. It means he had time for God and for meditation on the word of God. He knew the voice of God. That is the reason why, uh, even after 16 months of God not speaking to him, when he says, when he calls Abhyatar, bring in the effort. You know what Abhyatar says? He gets the Abhatar and asks God, Lord, should I pursue? Immediately God answers. He hears a voice. He hears a voice. Pursue, recover, overtake. Overtake and recover all. Obey. Obey. In order to obey? No. Therefore you to meditate. Look at what it says in Isaiah chapter 28. Whom will he teach knowledge and whom will he make understand the message? Those just weaned from milk? No. Those just drawn from the breast? No. For Precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So in order to understand, to know, for to obey his voice, you should know his voice. Second thing, you should obey his voice. And how should you obey? Completely. Okay, let us see that place, no? Mm, uh, 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 yeah, Hebrews chapter 3 and verse... 12. Today, if you, verse, verse 13, lest, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest anyone of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry for years? Was it not to those who have who have who have sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness, and whom did he swear that he would not enter into us? Because to those who do not obey, so you hear his voice. To hear his voice, you should know his voice. Once you know his voice, 
obeys voice not just partial obedience complete total obedience we know it right for samuel chapter 15 uh, was uh, uh, was uh, 20 and saul said to the samuel but i have obeyed the voice of the lord and gone on the mission which the lord sent me and i brought back agar the king of amalek and i utterly destroyed the amalekites what is he saying i obeyed the voice of the lord and what does god say he did not obey me and you keep on hardening what happened in first samuel chapter 28 it says now Samuel had died and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah in his own city and Saul had put up the mediums and the spiritists out of the land that the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped at Shunem. So, so Saul gathered all Israel together and when they encamped at Gilboa, when Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. But, and when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by Urim, or by dreams, or by the prophets. And what it's all say? Find me a medium. See? That's the cost of not obeying his voice completely. And what is the reason? He never meditated, I'm sure. He never, because First Kings chapter 17 will say, I mean, sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 17 will say, the king has to have a copy of the law, and he has to meditate. He should have a personal copy under the supervision of the Levites. He should not add from it, he should not subtract from it. Like the way that Jehoiakim, right? Jehoiachim or Jehoiakim, he just burnt. Cut the things and he burnt. And you know what God did? He added more. Thank God he, he cut off. So we had more of scripture. Finally, beware of him, obey his voice, do not provoke him, do not provoke him, for, we, for he will not pardon your translations, for my name is upon him. Don't provoke him, because he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is upon him. So what does it mean not to provoke him? Because my name is in him. Now let me show you. Let me tell you something. God has many names. First name is Jehovah Jireh. We know him. Popular name, I'm saying. Not in order. Yahweh Ire. Yahweh Rafa. God my provider. God my healer. Yahweh Shalom. God my peace. Yahweh Shabot. The Lord of heavenly armies was going ahead of me and fighting the battles for me. Then Yahweh uh, Sidzekenu. God is my righteousness. Etc. We have several. But one of the names of God which not many people know, including me, until recently. Excuse me? Let me show you that name. Let me show you that name. Okay? Let me show you that name. Very, very important name. And with this we will stop. Very, very important name. Don't forget this name. If you if you understand this name, you understand God completely. I, I feel, according to me. Ezekiel chapter 7, verse 9. My eye will not spare, nor will I have pity. I will repay you according to your ways. Okay. Okay, interesting, no? And your abominations will be in your midst. Then you shall know that I am the Lord ah, who strikes. You know what the word is? Yahweh Make. The Lord who strikes. The Lord who smites. Okay. This is a very important name. Therefore, don't provoke him <laughs> because my name is in him. And one of the names, everybody loves Yahweh Shalom. Everybody writes, Lord is my righteousness. Lord is my Rafa. 
Lord is my provider. Lord Makhe, Ammo, no, 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 no. Please, Lord, don't strike me. But before he struck me, I went astray, says David. And I thank you, God, that you struck me. You were Yahweh Makhe in my life. Look at, I show you some, some verses to understand the principle behind it. Proverbs 17 verse 10. A strike or reproof. Okay. Enters more into a wise man than hundred strikes on a fool. That is what we call reproof. The word of the Lord is profitable for doctrine and for second one is, in other words, for no, no, striking. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. The God of the Lord is for striking. God is showing himself as what? Yahweh, the who, the Yahweh who strikes. Not striker. See, only in the entire football match, who wins the match for you? Not the defender, but the striker. A very simple principle, even in the world. The forward, not the defender. Okay. Why? So that you will fear him. So that his presence can continually be with, be with you and you will continue to hear his voice. Look at what it says. 1925 Proverbs. Smite a corner and the simple will beware. <laughs> Look at that. Isn't it interesting? And reprove one that has understanding and he will understand knowledge. Something which we don't like. Another one. Another verse. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 13 to 14. Withhold not correction from a child. For if you strike him with a rod, he will not die. That is one truth. Thou shalt strike him with a rod and shall deliver his soul from hell. So if when God is, 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 I mean, he's showing himself as Yahweh who strikes, what is he delivering you from? From hell. For judgment should begin from the house of the Lord. Because God judges us so that we may not be partakers of the wrath which is going to fall upon the world. Understand, understand this. Yahweh who strikes. Don't provoke him. (laughs) Otherwise, he will not dash your sins. Forgive your sins. Let me show you one verse which will scare us. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 26 to 31. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, that means keep on correcting, 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 correcting. Remember that guy who, who was a stubborn, uh, stubborn son? Right? Remember in the Lord, Deuteronomy chapter, one of the, one of the chapters in Deuteronomy. If you have a rebellious son who you kept on correcting, 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 that fellow will not listen to you. What should you do? Stone him to death. They no longer we have received the knowledge of truth. No sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of the judgment and of the raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Why? Because you do not know the Lord who strikes. This is Hebrews 10. That is also there. It is impossible to bring them up to repentance. Yes. Hebrews is full of warnings like this. That is the reason why you don't like Hebrews. Now that's the first book you have to read when you start your year. <laughs> that is what I read first year. First book in the New Testament I read was Hebrews. This year. 
Anyone who rejected the law of Moses and without mer- died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses, what will happen to you? Therefore, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled upon the Son of God underfoot and was treated as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant the sanctify, uh, that sanctified them and who has what? Insulted the spirit of grace. Don't insult me in other words. Okay? For we know him, it is who said, I, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Baba, be careful. We know the Lord as Yahweh Makhe, the Lord who strikes. Then you will be careful. You want blows from God, you will be careful. You will be careful. Okay? Hebrews chapter 12, final verse for the day and we will stop. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God because don't insult the spirit of who? Spirit of grace. Okay. If you reject the spirit of truth, you have insulted the spirit of grace. You understand that? Okay. That no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his birthright as an oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected even though he sought the blessing with tears. He could not change. Or in other words, he could not be brought back to repentance because he refused the Lord who strikes. So three warnings. Beware of him. Obey him. And third one, do not provoke him. Or do not provoke him that he will not forgive your transgressions. And one of the the ways we provoke him, you know what? How we provoke him? How do we receive forgiveness? When we keep on extending forgiveness. Understand that. How do we receive forgiveness? By not insulting the spirit of grace. Remember? He says every sin will be forgiven except what? Sinning against the Holy Spirit. Don't become stiff-necked and uncircumcised in your heart and in your ears. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. Let Him move in your hearts. And then what will happen? God will take you to the inheritance that He has promised. Three things. What is the first thing? First thing, beware of His presence. Second thing, obey His voice. And third thing, don't provoke Him. And all these three things have to do with the Holy Spirit, isn't it? All these things. Because how do you hear His voice without the Holy Spirit? If anyone has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. See, in the entire book of the, if you read the entire epistles, or the, so the, 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 the gospels, you will see anyone who has ears to hear, let him hear who, what, what I say. That is Jesus says. Okay. Now when, once Jesus goes, now he's sending a letter to John, and to the letter to the seven churches, and he says, if anyone has a ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Don't provoke him. So, Don't beware of him. Second thing, obey his voice. And third thing, don't provoke him. Know him as the God who strikes because my name is in him. If he doesn't, if he don't, doesn't strike you, what are we? What kind of children? Illegitimate children. But he who, whom the Lord loves, he strikes because he will deliver us from hell, 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 hell. He wants to deliver us from hell. That is the reason why he strikes. If you don't, if you do not strike, in other words, if you don't discipline our children, what are we setting them up to? Destruction, literally. See, let me tell you something. Getting discipline is a discipline. You understand? 
If you keep on getting disciplined, then you're truly a disciple. The day you got stop getting getting disciplined, you stop becoming a disciple. So if you every day you should get corrected. Every day. Okay, every day. Don't get get corrected, don't get offended. Let's let's pray. Hmm? We'll stop here. Actually, I've prepared so many other things, but I just wanted to show you three things today, and we'll stop. Let's pray. Father, we pray, Father, that all of us, O oh Lord, all of us, all of us, all of us, will never take your presence for granted. We'll guard your presence in our lives. We will guard the deposit of the Holy Spirit that you've given to us. That is the earnest of our expectation is what you said. It is a deposit. It is the down payment of what our inheritance is going to be on the other side of eternity. Therefore, O oh Lord, we want to guard the deposit. Therefore, Lord, enable us, Lord, Spirit of God, not to grieve you, not to lie to you, not to rebel and become stiff nuggets against you, but enable us to yield to your voice. Thank you, Father. Commit all of us into your hands. We praise you, we worship you, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.